0: Hi everyone, welcome to That's Just Ridiculous. Um, with me and Guy, I just wanted to read you possibly one of the finest press releases I've ever read. Oh yeah, okay. From the art world, I want you to tell me no. what you think of this. I'm um, to protect the humble, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the name, and I'm gonna call this artist John Smith. Okay, okay. okay. I, w- hold on, where did you see this
1: press release? Online. Was sent to you, was it? It was pointed out to me by a fellow artist. Oh, that's interesting. So it comes well recommended. Oh yes. Okay. Great. What's the name of the show? Or can't you say? That? You can, can say that. You can say that. Um,
0: well, let's let's go. Let's see what it says. Right. Okay. All right. To John Smith, animals are mirrors of human consciousness. We project our desires, hopes, and impulses onto the animal, and the animal reflects, refracts, and hurls them back to us. Unlike the old masters, he references in his paintings and bronzes, however, George Stubbs, Peter Paul Rubens, Nicholas Poussin. Smith's menagerie is not beneath the human on the food chain or emblematic of the love of Christ. These creatures are gods themselves, emerging from turbulent clouds of divine ether, meme warfare, and YouTube clips, with agendas all their own, radiating their sentience in neon geometric yantras. The work is a Rorschach of origin legends. His stampeding bulls, 2018, pull their muscular forms from the cosmic aspic that encases them, leaping from their pedestals into tangible reality. Septagon 2018 is a seven-walled Gahana for an impossible avian community that explodes out of its confinement, expanding the canvas to the great beyond in our eagerness to supply our own personal narrative to Smith's beasts and the baroque noise from which they emerge. One begins to question herself, her own genesis and binary belief systems. Is this the birth or demise of the universe why can't Jesus be an ostrich? What is that really? What is that really? What a zebra's teeth look like? Why can't Jesus be an ostrich? Yes. Is a, is a, that's a phrase to conjure Smith's with. Smith's work doesn't answer. Smith's work is in italics. Is mm. what do you think of that?
1: Well, I think it's gobbley's word soup. Word porridge. That's one of the the best ones I've ever read. Well, I any... have to say that it, it's a very very tough competition because it's quite common to read drivel like that <laughs> c- coming up contemporary art galleries, isn't it? <laughs> and I, and it, I'm dismayed. I'm dismayed. My heart, my, the spirit plunges when I read that stuff because Ooh. all the galleries do it, don't they? It's just, I mean, what do you take from that? I mean, for a moment, without seeing this as a stupid comic, you know, uh, you know just sort a set of ridiculous nonsense, in all seriousness, what is that person saying? How would you paraphrase that? I don't get it. I don't know. I think to me, it's what they're saying is, these pictures are about animals, okay? Oh. Now, I cannot admit that simple truth. Because if I say that, it means that rich people will, all they'll be buying is pictures of animals and they won't part with the money on that basis. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna have to cock, concoct something, cook something up. Some baroque noise from them. Some for them baroque noise them from, from which they emerge. Because otherwise, they're just pictures of animals. And we cannot allow anyone to think that's really going on. But the, luckily, Paul, yeah. the people looking at this stuff, looking at these words and looking at these pictures are so, tell you what they are, it's not that they're pig shit ignorant, they are, no, they're so unconfident. They are so insecure about what they see that we can pull the, the wool over their eyes and, they, and make them believe that it's something that it's not just with words. And one of the beauties of music and a film is that you can't do that. You can't spin uh, a pop song, I mean, metaphorically, you know, you, 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 can't, you, you couldn't write about an album like that and it increased the sales. But, the, but Seething Wells and people like that used to do it all the time in the NME back in the day. Well, they used to write the... the most
0: ridiculous reviews of records.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. That, but they they were outside reviewers. They weren't people in on the marketing operation. No, that, that, you know that's people in the gallery trying to cook up trying to cook up some kind of vibe around the artist. That's a that's a sales operation ball. Do you see what I mean? It's not an outside person going. This is shit. or this is wonderful. Do you buy into that? No, because it just to me what it, it doesn't say it just says actually nothing about the art at all. But we all know that it says of the writer. I'm interested to know what it says about the writer. If I met that person. I would say you are a disgrace to the profession. <laughs> you are a horrible, disgusting prostitute. <laughs> and I, and don't come within five yards of me, you know. How dare you debase our craft and <laughs> our craft in that manner? That's to say the writer. And you are and I don't know what I, I guess it I
0: don't know. It's... Where are you on copywriting then? Oh, you like that. We went on about that, didn't we? Because you like go to work
1: on an egg. So there is but But, 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 and then what it says about the person, what it says about gallery goers is so depressing, Paul, that they read that and they think that it's irrelevant. It's an interesting thing to have said about that. I'm not sure they do. I know we laugh about it, Paul, and I very much hope all of our listeners laugh about it too, but I have a horrible feeling that the reason it's so prevalent is because it's effective. Why are they writing that shit? And you know there are very few writers who've taken it on, and one of them, Laura K. Jones, she's really tried to take apart uh, art speak. It's art. We're talking about art speak. Yeah. And even Will Self's had a go at it. But Will Self, I read the piece that Will Self did about it. Wasn't actually that good, because for other writers, uh, maybe it's just our blind fury makes it a bit hard to really take apart what they're doing and why we and why it's so horrible. We're all proper writers. Held that that kind of shit in utter disdain, but Laura Kay has written a bit called Art Speak. She occasionally does it. There was a bit in the Telegraph quite recently where she takes apart a very similar uh, gallery uh, press handout and just takes the piss out of it. And just says it's 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 meaningless. It's put up to make you think. <laughs> it's for people who are utterly illiterate to make them think that they are you know that that that, that they've got an original thought or they've got a thought. I can't, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. Someone wrote something about, um, I don't, it's a bit like a go faster stripe on a car. That's kind of how I feel about it. You know, it doesn't make any difference to the thing and to think that it would, you know, t- to, to the actual object itself and to think that you can affect the, the you know, I'm sorry, I but It has been, I, been I said despair. about, I don't know I, who I said despair.
0: I don't know who said this, but I somebody, it I think it, oh, it might have been me. It might have been somebody else said that, the best, what, the, the job of contemporary art, really, is to make stupid people feel intelligent. It's one of the functions of it. No, they
1: didn't quite say that, actually. They said this. They said, the function of contemporary art, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get this right, is for clever, is, to, is, is for, to clever and rich people to believe that poor people are stupid. No, to make poor people, No, no. It's a conspiracy by clever and rich people to make poor people feel stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different thing. I mean, I'm talking about people feeling. I don't know who wrote that, but I remember. It's a kind of
0: flattery. That's what I think. So when when somebody buys a contemporary artwork, it often what's happening is it's just it's it just has enough intellectual content in it to make somebody who's not really intellectual and not really that interested feel like they're clever. And that's why they buy into it. Repeat that. Oh, I can't. I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> I don't think that it um, makes people I, feel clever. And even though it's like, oh. <clears throat> so, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, it I've got. Some, I have
1: some contemporary art in this house. I have some art done by people who are alive today. And it's. Re- I find it's really difficult to have it up because, i when I go into a house with contemporary art in it. I'm immediately a little on my guard, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immediately on oh my guard. in your pocket. They're thinking, uh, that well, the bottom line is that these guys could well be wankers, all right? These could well be wankers. <laughs> Let's just have a look at this and be a bit, a bit, and be a bit more careful, you know, and, and, and be careful as to what they're trying to do. I have a very good friend who says to me, uh, uh, bottom line. I can never be friends Bottom line. <laughs> They're just invitations. In the old days, you'd put invitation on a chimney piece. The, the, these pictures just say, I'm in a social set. I am in a social so set. It's like a T-shirt about you. Yeah, I, I'm in a social set, and you're not, because to get in the social set, you need a, you need a million quid to throw around at a, at, a, at a painting. But I I, I often see people looking at the paintings in this house, and I feel, I feel embarrassed, Paul, actually. I do. I think that... <laughs> I think, they think, oh, God, Guy's so clever, and good Guy's, you know, in the scene, or... And, and all the things that you shouldn't really, the art should not be doing, functions that art, that art should, you know, in my opinion, art shouldn't, art should just be delighting, shouldn't and it? Should look at it and think, that's amazing. Yeah, really, and not, oh, Guy's so clever, or who oh, guy rich, or whatever, you know what I mean? Not that I've <laughs> got anything expensive in this house, but, um, he's, he quickly said, <laughs> but, um... And I, I and that's it's 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 a pity in a way, but something is genuinely delightful. It's lovely, isn't it? Don't books do that? Two people have bookshelves that do the same thing. It's different because none of them cost more than eight quid. Actually, not true. There are some very valuable I, uh, books, but, but you don't really. I see read them. a lot, you know. Yeah, I love you, I'm it. a real reader. God, you see it fewer and fewer. And a book-lined room used you know, to be so common. and yeah. It's now really quite rare. And, it, and in movies or in TV, you hardly ever see. Actually, someone was saying, oh, God, haven't you noticed that the sign of a room with a lot of books in it is it's a villain. <laughs> it's a, some seedy sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Why so a The baddies the bad, the got, you know, they, they got being re- sitting at home reading books and not getting involved and got, not going to art galleries and having cappuccinos. Mm. You know. But uh, I, and I remember, certainly, I used to just always have a look at someone's bookcase, just see if they had the 25, you know, base. I guess mm. the way you probably do with albums. You can't do that now with, 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 yeah. with iTunes, you can't do that. Everything's it. available to everybody. And as a result, Paul, our relationship with all of them is less intense. And it's so sad. But that's why I want my record player. Yeah, I think it's really good, and I totally approve of it, actually. I totally approve of it. You put a record on it. Come and over, and we're going to we're gonna play smooth jazz, aren't we? Yeah, Chet Baker. Let's get lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really good having Paul in the next house. Will I? Will you be giving me a key? Actually, yeah, the landlord holding me. Just check the the tenancy agreement. Ooh, the, oh, yes, the landlord reserves the right of entry on twenty four hours notice, written notice. Twenty four hours
0: written notice. Yeah, yeah, I, you can have
1: that. Yeah, don't worry, mate. I've got it. No, you it's got it. to
0: give it to me. No, you can have it. That's part of the agreement. No, sign, you can have it. Sign here, sign here. Sign you can here. have it. Great. I'll let you have that. But if you come in at any other time, I reserve the right to shoot you with a air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, and we'll, I'll be coming over and listen to some smooth jazz and have some martinis with
1: you. Yeah, and I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get a basement put in. What you can't do? The, no, you can't uh, f- yeah. change the uh, in any way the design guy, or the guy, effects or, or injure the great. landlord's uh, guy, fixtures it's and fittings. Be great. You can't you can't. We'll I'm a gym it. down
0: there <laughs> for pumping iron and everything, and
1: a sauna. No, you can't do and that. And a plunge pool. No, you can't do any of that. Why not? Because that's to 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 change the character or the effect of. We can come. have worked out how something. we can come in though,
0: through the side. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. A- anyway, get, I'll port- get ready to dig
1: it. <laughs> but but, but, um, <laughs> but we will. It, it'll be quite nice having you over there. We'll pod from over there. I'm going to have a, a Paul's leaving home party. My invitation is just going to go. He's leaving. Home. Come and celebrate. And on the same night, you can have a housewarming party. Yeah, and to which I may or may not invite you.
0: Have a look in your uh, agreement and see if it's in there. Whether so <laughs> I have to invite you to my housewarming. Yeah, if I give
1: you... Oh, tr- shall I have a look? If I give you Licks 24... Licks his finger. Flick, give- <laughs> <lick. laughs> Oh, no, God. No, on. I've given you 24 hours written notice. You can't stop me coming. What do you mean? You haven't, though. Landlord's inspection will have to be carried out at 8pm. You won't know when it is, anyway. No, anyway, I, I, well, I, don't, I never want to go to a party to which I'm not invited to you. No. i am n- almost never gay not cast a party. No, I don't like that. Turning up where you're not, not, where you're not wanted.
0: No, I don't like that. that. It's not cool, is it? No. I, when I was a kid, I used to do it. So plans for this year, then? Now we're in the first pod of the new year. Yeah. And this is our, the. that's just ridiculous year, obviously. I was wondering, do you, is there anything you would like to do? I mean, are we going to go to
1: well, oh, pod we, from Panama, I think? Yeah, Chernobyl, we thought. I'm yeah. quite onto that. Although my friend, Nicholas Shulman wrote a very good bit in the New Criterion magazine about going to Chernobyl. And a lot of our plans are driving over in the Bristol, getting caned in Pripyat, yeah. basically swarming around, doing what we wanted. proven yeah. to be very unpractical because she said you're under very close supervision there. And uh, so that might not be quite Yeah, so but useful. that's in the exclusion zone, but you could go yeah. up to the exclusion zone and, oh, you, and it's fine. I guess so, I guess yeah. so, yeah. So yeah, we, we could do that, that would be nice. I would quite like us to have a, a narrative that goes over maybe even the whole year where we're like looking for someone or trying to find something, not exclusively, so we have our conversations, but at the same time, I bring you up to date on a, a mission that we're on. Mm. What would that mission be? Well, I would quite like to find someone or to solve something. The to, holy grail. The holy grail, <laughs> 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 We We find the holy grail. Or I don't know, just a kind could, of little, that would give us a good excuse to go to Jerusalem. A, a little, a little running, a little kind of running story. What I think would be nice for the listener as well to have some sense of what you know. There's been a development. We mm. got an email this week about the Grail. About the Grail <laughs> <laughs> from King, King Arthur <laughs> at roundtable.com. dot com. Maybe, maybe well, why, why not just start? Oh, we live in Glastonbury. Why don't we just start at the Grail? We're going to, we're trying to track the grail down. Shall we? <laughs> we could just, but we, I don't want it to take over the pod, but a, a, something like that with a bit, with a bit more, so t- it's not like each episode is entirely discreet. Are you talking about a MacGuffin? Uh, no, I don't think I am, actually. I'm, I'm talking about a, a narrative, a story, a sense of linking them together more. Because now you could shuffle the pods up and it wouldn't really matter what order they are done in. Oh, I think it would. Do you? Yeah. Why? I think they've changed over this year. Do you think so? Yeah, I think the
0: content's changed quite a lot. And really? Yeah, they're not as fast moving now, I don't think. They're, they're a bit more sedate. The pace of them is a bit more reflective.
1: God, does that mean, is that, is that a, a euphemism for boring? No, I think it means that we're, uh, we've settled in, we've bedded in. Right, right. We certainly, I, yeah, I, I had to do a talk at a book festival, byline festival, the Curious Arts Festival down in Sussex run by Claire Conville. Thank you, Claire, for inviting me. She interviewed me on stage. And so suddenly I was with someone else. Guy, was it very left-wing? It was quite left-wing, yeah, it was left-wing. There were were people from X. did they rumble you? (laughs) I had to sit, I'm not joking, this will make the listener laugh, at a table in a kind of bar area with the people who were organizing the What's It Rebellion. What's it called? Extinction Rebellion. Extinction Rebellion, and Gavin Turk. And (laughs) Gavin Turk, who I know a little bit from my other life, I, I, I felt his, I love Gavin very much. But uh, I did think, oh my God, he might reveal me. He could blow your up. Who up is there. that man? What's he doing here? What is that man doing here? Jack Hughes. Uh, Jack Hughes. Imposter. Imposter. Stand up. Yes. And Fifth columnist. I know. I did think I was would be revealed as a right wing bastard, a kind of a sort of three liter car. Engine. At the very least, a dodgy fucker. Yeah. But anyway, I love them, and of course they adored me. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, were you the were new But what I did so when, any, I, when I was doing the, the the interview in the on the stage it was really easy it was such fun and I thought oh this is because I'm podded I've, I've I've been I've got fit on the pod She's like it's a doddle Yeah you've been in training haven't you Yeah. She said can I, I run through the questions before and I said no way just ask me anything you want she said really there's nothing you don't I said honestly I don't want to hear you them. say anything at all hmm. I, I, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll guess get the thing going it was a laugh at and that was from Podding a bit more. And you said you had to make a speech the other day at a party well, I Well,
0: I had to go onto the stage at Crazy Horse in Paris, dressed as a geisha girl, um, and give a speech to oh, a... you disgusting. <laughs> you you <laughs> depravity. <laughs> you revolt me, Paul. Depravity. Dressed as a woman at the Crazy Horse. Dressed as a woman, I say. Well, you know, guy. No. And, I, and I had to get up there, and I lost Things my speech. Things he does for money. I lost my speech. So I had to kind of ad lib it, and I just felt, I just felt confident, and, I, I, and I've never done that before, and there were some quite heavy hitters in the room, and I thought, you know, this could go fucking badly wrong. But it didn't, and I hadn't even been drinking, because I thought I'd better stay sober. So I'd, I'd had a few drinks, but not very many. And it, it, it's like you say, I just felt that doing this had stood me in fairly good stead, really. Mm. Mm. And then this bloke grabbed my arse,
1: did you? Mm. God, he must have been desperate. I saw you and you were no oil painter, I can tell you. I thought. I looked hot guy. Don't, no, I thought, don't play hard to get. Guy, I looked. Because hot. you are not going to pick anyone up. Guy, I looked fit as a butcher's dog. You did not, Paul. You I looked. like a fucking dead guy. I don't want to be rude to women You, you luckily don't know. I am not being rude. You look
0: like a dog. The director of Moulin Rouge came up to me afterwards and said, You are the best thing I have seen on that stage. And I have been here many, many times. And I said, I want some of what you're on. <laughs> what Baz Luhrmann Baz Luhrmann came up to me and said that to me. Cross my heart, he must have been stoned, man. He was a shameless flatterer. What do you think? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he wanted to get into my. I saw him bump into a table earlier too. Maybe his eyesight's dodgy. Maybe he wanted to get into my Snickers gang. I can't. Uh, should I tell you what Nick you is know,
1: like? You know what he looked like? Should I tell you what Nick he is? Looked that, like, he, looked, he looked like a woman who owned a, a, a Brighton boarding house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up from Friday <laughs> evening down at the club. Hey, that's the awful. Pub.
0: Guy, well, we're going to get you in drag then and find out what <laughs> you look like. I'm not going to. I think we should. Listeners, if you think I should be in drag. I'm not should. interested in it. Come on, Guy.
1: You like it. You get, you get all sexy and he gets all pouty. No, I don't. You do, and you 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 shot me little coy looks. What you did, Paul? No, I didn't. He had a black bob on. Well, they do the Japanese women.
0: Well, you were Japanese wife. I was supposed to be like a madam. So there's kind of racist edge to this as well. Not racist, guys. It was was an homage. I hope you were paid a lot. It was an homage, and I did it for for love, guy. I didn't do it for money. Okay.
1: And then. I might post a picture of it, on, you can decide. Should we put it on the That's Just Ridiculous? Paul and drag, and you ha- and you can ru- cause it's just you- without being a tall sexist, you can rate her out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice.
0: Of course, that's sexist. <laughs> you
1: can. Guy, you've... your bosoms look sharp. <laughs> I didn't have any bosoms in. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Well, no, it wasn't that. That sounds very sexy. I didn't mean that. They just looked like odd bosoms. I didn't. They were mine, Guy. They were model's
0: own. Okay, well, that was a mistake. I didn't stuff anything down there. It was a mistake. There Paul. were no socks and there was no bra.
1: It was a mistake. Paul. Oh, was it wasn't. That's the, the Brighton boarding house lady. <laughs> All right, love. <laughs> You've got your tea. You look as, you know. Some
0: people, that think, that looks very erotic. Who? Anyway, I wasn't doing it to be Erotic. Why were you a change of argument? Eh? Hey? <laughs> that was a change of argument. No, I mean I, I like to look nice, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to turn men on or anything like that. Guy. That's not true. That's a libel. It's not. That, is, that f- is the truth. I saw you on the dance floor. What do you mean?
1: This little coquettish little look. <laughs> you tried it with me. What are you talking about?
0: Grind upon me. <laughs> I did not grind upon you. Guy, I, I did not grind upon you or anybody else. No men throwing themselves off. The, off men hey. were throwing themselves at me. I can't help that. Mm. I looked hot in drag.
1: You may have once, Paul, but that's not why I was but doing truck it. Truck time is a cruel companion. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've got to put a picture up of this because I'm not being cruel to him. No, he looked terrible. You mustn't do it again. What were you wearing on your feet? Heels. Oh, I remember, yeah, you walked around like Dick Emery.
0: Sparkly his. That's it. I did not walk around like Dick fucking Emery. <laughs> really, you oh, a horrible guy. But You made a good speech. Well, thank you for that, at least. You made a good speech. I got a lot of compliments. I think you're jealous of the amount of compliments I got that
1: night. Would never be. I'd be proud of them.
0: You're my friend. I love it when all of my friends do well. I'm not jealous of my friend. But why are you making out that I was a dog then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture with words for the listener. Well, we don't need to do that because we can put it up there and people can decide for all themselves. All right, okay, we're going to put it up I, there. You know, I'm not saying that I, am the, I was the fittest bird in the room, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a bloke after all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't trying yeah. to be, you know, Susie
1: Wong. Mm-hmm. I just, you were. That is exactly what you were trying to be. Oh, he's gone all coins he's gone all shine. <laughs> all right, that's, I was. But... <laughs> <laughs> In the cheapest production of Miss Wait minute, Saigon. it wasn't cheap, that I've, dress was made I've, for I've, me. Of Miss Saigon, God. Of Miss Saigon, with a kind of out-of-tune orchestra <laughs> and wobbly set. No, <laughs> no Guy, on, there was no orchestra. On, on Prance's Paul. Guy, that's not fair. No, 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 not talking about the production that we saw. No, what about, about Madame what Butterfly? You, that's that's what I'm talking about, isn't it? Uh, Miss Saigon, same thing. Miss Saigon, yeah, same thing. I've yeah. never I've never seen it actually. No, it sounds like a really annoying. It does sound a bit annoying. Although it's a very sad story. It's it? it's it's a it's a it's a GI's bird. Tit Willow. No, Tit Willow's from Gilbert and Sullivan. Is it? Willow, tit willow, willow, tit willow, tit willow. Because of the flowers that bloom in the spring. Tra la la la
0: la, tra la la la, the flowers that bloom in the spring. Tra la 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 la, tra la 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 la. The flowers that bloom in the spring. The flowers that bloom in the spring. Tra la, bring it's that one,
1: isn't it? Yeah, but you, now, I'm not certain it is, I think it is. But I tell I you, you suddenly realise that Paul was b- born in the wrong time because you you would have been a leading member of the doily cart. <laughs> the <Company>. doily cart? <laughs> do it, do it. Doing, doing What's your, a doily cart? The, the doily cart was a. Um, Do you know ca- what that puts me in mind of? Just listen. You ask me a yeah, question, then you just interrupt it, me. It puts me in, I'm just going to
0: tell you what it puts me in mind of. What? Because I'm probably wrong. Like a cart with wheels on covered in doilies.
1: Yeah, 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 but in fact, who it is is the two men, doily and cart, and they had a.
0: Are oh, making it up?
1: A, they had a. No, just listen, they had a cart. Guy, you're making it up. Doily and cart. Just listen to me. And they had, a guy. God, you're Ma- so annoying. Those are not men's listener, names. doily and cart. Listener, can you imagine what this is like to deal with? Guy, just get on with it. They are. Just, you can wiki it if you really want to. And I, But if you just listen, I'll tell you. And they ran a revenue company. And what they did was, was that they just put on, a bit like Macintosh with Andrew Lloyd Webber, they just put on Gilbert and Sullivan operas. Right. But it was after, I think, Gilbert and Sullivan were dead, or after they'd finished writing them. Gilbert or Sullivan? J- Gilbert and Sullivan. Who did? Stop it. Who did? Stop Paul Claire,
0: listen. the moment oh. I met you, I swear, I feel as if something, and get down, get down, Get down! You're a bad dog, baby. But I still want you around, around. I still want you, who around? Bad baby, bad dog, baby. That one.
1: God, you're annoying. He had I'm trying to a flat have a camp serious camp conversation about light opera. Well, get on with it then. Anyway, they had this... It's so interminably c- oh, dull. Yeah. Okay, all right. Come on, guy. And they had this company that just, just, did doily, uh, just did... Gilbert they just and did Sullivan. Doily Car. No, they just... Listen, they just did, they did Gilbert and Sullivan. But here's the point of it. Gilbert and Doily. Hit, oh, God, it was so annoying. They did them in a very fixed mannered style. What do you mean by that? They had a look. The The plays all had a look. And, they never, and they never sort of diverted from this very controlled... Uh, Edwardian sort of proscenium arch kind of unimaginative theatrical experience was adored by the British middle classes and Th- we saw the world through Gilbert and Sullivan through Dorley Cart. I am and the very model of a modern major Absolutely, general. and with the- everyone lined up on stage They always had the people people lined up on stage and it was all very staid oh. and Very predictable a bit like the uh, the gang shows in in in, in our Yes I suspect so but with a bit more but with a big bit of a bu- bigger budget and they became known nerd- that Bad you know, make-up. And, the, and, and everyone else. Yeah, and everyone red ha- dots actually, in the middle of the absolutely. eyes and everyone else around the world, ridiculed Britain for it because it they thought it was our version, we thought it was our version of opera, and it was, you know, it's obviously really radiating. Operetta. Operetta, yeah. And, and it's, it, it turned out to be not, it hasn't been. I am the operetta
0: with my... We used to calculator. do it at
1: school, the reason I knew it, but we used to do it at school. I'd never seen it before I went to school, and then we used, each year we used to do one, parts, pens, dance, things like that. Did you do 1066 <laughs> and all that at your school? No, it's a book, that. It was also a... It was also a play. Yeah. I doubt it. It was. I was in it. Yeah. <laughs> guy, that I was in it. it was a, that doesn't mean it was... That doesn't mean it was... It was a fucking play. I was in it. Yeah, but someone may have, may, may have dramatised it. It's called it. an adaptation, Guy. Adaptation, yeah. 10, 6, six and all that. Yeah, it, okay. I, I was it? in it.
0: Yeah. It was shit. I enjoyed it, though. I used to like treading the boards when I was a kid. Oh, God, I was
1: terrible at it. I, I was really good at it. I bet you were good at it, yeah. I and can... you could easily be been an actor. I could remember my words. You could easily, because you got a brilliant ear. In fact, why aren't you a film star, Paul? Fuck off. It's not too late to start. Didn't didn't Bob Hoskins start?
0: What about in that film that we watched the other night? That remake of Sleuth?
1: Oh, yes. That was a slightly embarrassing um, page in British cinema history.
0: But there was a character in that that was based on me.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Paul, Paul's mate was in this. Was in a. Was in a. Was in a film. Somebody, I, I, he's not my mate. Somebody I used to know. Because and he had said that he had based the his uh, performance on oh <laughs> Paul. And I have to say, you could tell it was because the guy did look passingly like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was not... him in drag. It, it was him in Northerner drag. Yeah, Northerner drag. And you got to say, it, actually, it's sleuth, and it's part played by Jude Law in the second part of the film. And, and he's, he's got a northern accent on him, a bit, like, bit fucking, like Paul's, and he's, and he's dressed up like Paul. This a Mancunian accent for a start.
0: Right, okay. He's like fucking that, isn't he? like a Mancunian accent. Yeah, yeah. And he's just this horrible, <laughs> greasy... He's caught nothing of Paul at all. It, nothing it, of Paul. It's just horrific. Yeah. And when he said, to, he, I mean, and we went to see it and he went, what did you think? What did you think? I based him on you. I was like, I mean, I did not know what to say. <laughs> what can you fucking say? Kick him in the shin. I really wanted to. I was so annoyed. But what can you do? Was he, he thought you'd be delighted by the uncanny think, resemblance. No, I think he'd think, I'd, I think you thought I'd be flattered. It was just awful. That, I mean, that movie is
1: something else, actually. It's a terrible film. And, and an absolute, one of the ugliest, ugliest sets didn't you think it was, a, it, it was uh, funnily small. enough Paul it was an art collector's house <laughs> you know and it was the ugliest thing the ugliest place it was ugly and I and I don't think it was meant to be ugly was it no I don't think so no what and it's really sad well? everything was so, so ugly horrible about gels. It. Kenneth Branagh directed it couldn't direct a fly out of a paper bag It was absolutely appallingly directed it, Every you know everything was wrong about it. Every time anyone moved across the room, you just thought that's bullshit. It was a two-hander, wasn't it? So uh, th- th- hold on, that chair was w- was half the w- was you know much closer to the table when he stood up. You know what I mean? Or if he, you know, it's like that's continuity, guy. That's not direction. well. It's not quite. It's also just slack direction. Do you remember with the ladder coming through the window and all that? You yeah. thought he can't reach that ladder. You couldn't do that. You couldn't get in. And then you cut back. You cut away to Michael Caine. You cut back. Oh, he's on the ladder. You go, no. You, could, you couldn't do that. I'm not do that? How How did did what do you do that? would take me for a total twat. He'd have broke twat. his neck, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. It was a very tricky <laughs> operation. You do broke and, and, his neck. And anyway, he went, Kenneth, it doesn't matter, darling. Let's, we'll cut away. Let's we'll, cut away. Then we'll come back and he's on the ladder. Right. And we Somebody, solved it. Can- <laughs> no, you haven't solved it. You made a total ass of the actor, yourself, and the script. Oh. You know, sorry to get title to rant. Oh. It was a really, really bad film. Did you not enjoy it? When the original sleuth was so utterly magnificent, but they they got it, they had it rewritten by Pinter. It was a terrible, terrible Pinter. I know, terrible. Mess. I mean, Kenneth Branagh, Pinter. Yeah, but it was originally written by Jude Peter Shaffer, and what's his name? Uh, and, and Michael Caine. Yeah. That sounds like a bit of a dream team. If you'd to me. done a Pinter thing, but it, it wasn't the right material for Pinter. Yeah. It's a light comedy. It's a light comedy, you know, in Shaffer's <laughs> hands. It was a, a very funny <laughs> comedy. <laughs> Hilarious <laughs> comedy. It had this gay undertow as well, which. Oh I, my God. it was that its come way, from? it was absolutely. It went totally gay halfway through. It, it, it's really, really worth seeing, actually. Yeah, it's it's so That is so bad. It's bad. And you will see Paul depicted by Jude Law via Harold Pinter. God. <laughs> <laughs> the mind real the mind <laughs> <bubbles>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that, dear listener, we shall leave you because and, and you know, I mean of course it's <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So horrific. <laughs>